0: Good evening, everyone. Sorry for the delay. I'll give honor and thanks to God for allowing me to be on the line once again tonight, as well as Apostle Joanne for inviting me back on to speak. Um, I am Prophetess Danteer, and I'll be bringing forth um, the word of encouragement tonight. First, I would just, i to say a quick word of prayer. Lord, I just I just thank you, and I magnify you, God. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be the vessel that you have chosen to bring forth your word tonight, God. So I ask that you increase in me, that I may decrease, Lord, that there will be more of you and less of me. And, God, I ask that you just... Have your way as only you can do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright, so um, I'm going to start off a little bit differently tonight. Mm -hmm. All right. So here it goes. The church... It's who I'm supposed to be. God built the greatest temple, to it down for me. How am I worthy? Why'd you choose me? Look at me dirty. My twins, the streets. Say, fee the hungry. Tend to my sheep. But I'm so lost and you keep finding me. You leave the 99 just to rescue me. Restore us all the time just to comfort me. I must have wandered off so another way. did not hear be patient so I didn't stay. I played around. And I ate some fruit. When darkness fell, I was so far from you. Igabashi came, he was so familiar. He invaded all my dreams. God bless the children. He wouldn't leave, but I chose to die. Never stood the cross, the Bahamas side. I've tried so hard to hide the truth. I just dress up my mess and keep on moving. But now I know you brought me through. You got the keys in my heart, so I know you choose me. Now I'm the body. I've been molested. I hide my scars with royal dresses. I look a mess in this dress, so I put some makeup on it. Got a lot on my chest. My heart, they trampled on it. Give up control. They must be crazy. I let man lead with fear he chained me. Who is this man that I must marry? How heavy's the cross that he claimed he carried? He died for me. This guy's insane. Call me your bride. I feel like shame. Who is this one in precious food? They spilt the wine. They think it's juice for food. Where is the well with clear blue waters? It won't run dry. It obeys the Father. Please make me hope, prepare my robes, replace the crown, and all they stole. I've tried so hard to hide the truth. I just dress up my mess and keep on moving. Please estimate the king awaits. I still need healing, but the throne awaits. Separation hurts, decapitated. They remove their head, and every glory chases. But what is the body without the head, without a vision, never moves ahead. Pervert my innocence, my eyes on you. They pervert your word, but I still choose you. I've tried so hard to hide the truth. I just dress up my mess and keep on moving. But now I know. You brought me through. You got the keys to my heart, so I know you're to me. And that's the church. (laughs) So for a while, um, God had been pushing it on my heart, and I haven't ministered that way in a while. So when God was bringing it to me, you know, I, I figured that he wanted me to minister about the church in some way, so you know, I started studying and and looking for different scriptures and studying the scriptures, but I couldn't really figure out which way to go, so um, I just prayed, and I asked God what I should read, so um, the first scripture that he gave me was Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 the um, Amplified Version, and it says, From him, the whole body, the church, and all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. And that's Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 16 in the Amplified Version. And he also gave me Psalms 139, chapter 139, verses 13 through 18. And that's in the Amplified Version as well. And like I said, that is Psalms 139, verses 13 through 18, which state For you form my innermost part. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have been my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And that is Psalms, chapter 139. Verses 13 through 18, Amplified Version. And last but not least, um, he told me to go to Exodus Chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, and that is in the um, Amplified Classic Version, and um, that will be my main text. That is Exodus Chapter 3, verses 1 through 11 and it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father in law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back or west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb or Sinai, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, yet was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. God said, do not come near. Put your shoes off your feet, for the place in which you stand is holy ground. Also, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters and oppressors, for I know their sorrows and sufferings and trials. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand and power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, to a land good and large, a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of plenty, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And, be, and now behold, the cry of the Israelites has come to me, and I have also seen how The Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And that is Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 11, Amplified Classic Version, and that would be my name text, my main text. And if I were to take a topic for tonight, it would be finding my identity to my position. i again. Finding my identity to my position. And that is my, my title. So when I first began to study Um, for tonight, and like I said, I was asking God about what he wanted me to minister on, and the fact that I kept uh, hearing the song, like I said, I thought God wanted me to minister about um, the church and and the body of Christ in a way. So as I was studying, and like I said, I asked God verbatim, like, where should I go in the text? So he took me to Ephesians first. I read it, and I was okay, okay. that has something to do with the church, but then when God took me to exodus, it kind of it kind of threw me for a loop because I was like what what does this have to do um you know with with the body of Christ or with the church because like i said that's that's the anger I thought that God was trying to um have me come from but as i as I was reading it i was I was just sitting there, and I had like this vision like it's like I could see like these sheep, and I could see, like, I could see the man, this man, like like I could see, like, Moses, but not necessarily Moses, but I could see the image of a man as I was reading the scripture, and I could just see the man with the sheep and just in the field, you know, you know, tending to the sheep, but having moments where he's just, you know, frolicking, just enjoying himself as he's shepherding his sheep. And this is what I'm seeing as um as I'm reading the text. So I'm like, okay, like, why at why am I seeing this? So I read the text again and um as I was reading it I heard uh, shame and I couldn't figure out why I was hearing that or, you know, why that was important. So um I was reading like combing over the uh the verse looking to see if that particular word was in the text, and it wasn't. But I saw where it said that um, Moses had hid his face, but he was afraid to look at God. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm hearing the word, wrong word. Maybe I'm supposed to hear a phrase and not shame. But then I heard shame again. So I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up the definition of afraid. Cause I, you know, I'm thinking like, like maybe, maybe you know, shame is a synonym. Maybe there's some type of connection. So when I was looking up the definition for being afraid, and you know, I mean, be filled with fear or filled with concern. So I was like, okay, that's not really, that's not really like grabbing my attention. But then you know, I went and I looked at the synonyms and the antonyms, and one of the synonyms was alarmed, so I was I was reading the text, and, and that was the part that, that stood out to me, so I was like, okay, you know, that that, make, that makes a little bit of sense, like, you know, being afraid and being alarmed, they they do go hand to hand, so I went back, and I was reading over the text, so I was like, okay, God, like, what do you want me to see in that part? So I was reading, I was like, okay, it said, um, Moses, Moses was afraid, so I was like, well, God, I was like, you know, that's, isn't that reverence? Because, you know, I mean, yeah, he was afraid, but, you know, he was bowing before you, like he was, he was giving reverence before you, and God was like, no, he was, he was ashamed that the fear came from, from a place of being alarmed when God spoke to him, so I was, okay, so i'm one type of person you know god give me a scripture i'll go back and i'll read the whole thing because i want to see exactly what god is saying to me so i was trying to figure out like, okay where does this alarm come from like where does this fear come from because the text originally said that you know moses looked directly at the bush when he saw that that um that it was engulfed in fire so he wasn't afraid of the bush when he initially looked at it but when when God spoke to him and after he had, you know, told him, you know, he called out to Moses and Moses said, you know, here I am. And um, God told him not to come come near. And me believing that, you know, him bowing before God when he said, you know, he hid his face, believing that it was reverence. And God was like, no, the reverence came when, you know, when he took his shoes off his feet. When he told him that he was going to stand on holy ground, so his reverence came through his obedience when God gave him um gave him the instruction, so you know God was his ministry he was telling me you know that I wasn't wrong about hearing reverence, but that's not where um he was showing the reverence. it was when he was obedient to God and taking off the shoes, so I was like, okay, you know so i i want I want to know more so i'm I'm listening. And I'm thinking about what God is showing me, like how Moses was not afraid when he looked at the bush. It wasn't until God um, God spoke to him, and it was it was like the the voice of of God was was a, alarming to him because he hid his face, and then God began to tell him of the affliction of the people in Egypt. So I'm thinking, like, okay, like. Maybe the shame is that Moses already knew that he was called to his people. And we know that because of um, previous scriptures in the text, you know, Moses was the chosen one. The the reason for him running from Egypt was because he killed an Egyptian man off of the unction to, to help. His, his fellow brethren, his his kin, his kin people, and and in that, you know, when when he went to go break up a fight, they knew what he did, and they called him out for what he did. And out of fear, he ran So like the, the very people that he knew that he was supposed to help, where he felt the unction to help didn't want his help because of what they had already seen him do to another man, who they would have considered to be his counterpart because he was not raised with them or um he was not brought up with his his kin people. So I was thinking about it and I was like, hey, like, I was like "That, that that makes sense because, you know, Moses didn't know that he had a call because it never said in the text that Moses questioned what God was telling him to do. It said Moses said to God, Who am I? as it to question his identity to question um his 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 ability to be able to complete the assignment that um that God had, had set him on. So as I as I was looking at it and God was ministering this to me, I was just like, wow, like I never really looked at the the text that way, but the way God was giving it to me you know, okay, God, like, you know, you really gotta like, like, show it to me. So, God was like showing me, like, you know, Moses. Yes, he was. He was shepherding the flock, and he had, he had, he had come out of a place of of comfortability, and he had went into the wilderness. But the purpose of him going into the wilderness, like, yeah, he had moments of brokenness, but he also had time. In the wilderness to have moments of peace, you know, to rest, to relax, to get married, to have a family, to you know, to be able to tend to the to the flock of his father. But he still had a, a, a unfinished business in Egypt. So God was showing me that, like, yeah, you know, Moses, he he was where he needed to be, but. You know, at this moment, it was an appointed time that that God was calling him out again to let him know, like, yeah, you know, you had you had your time in the wilderness, you had your, you know, your time of rest of sitting down, but now, you know, it's time to get up because you you got work to do. So God was showing me that, um, in in reference to Moses being the shepherd and being the the sheep, like, we you know that um. Sheep can be cheap are docile animals. They can be ignorant, which is why they need to be led. And, you know, we talk about wandering and how God has to at times leave the, the 99 for the one. Well, God has always ministered to me at times that sometimes I can be, that one that he got to leave the 99 for because I may have got distracted along the way or wandered along the way or got stuck somewhere along the way, and and now God got to come get me or prick me and say, hey, you you got this assignment that you need to go finish, and this is what God was, was showing me. When it came to Moses, that yes, Moses was in this time of of recuperating and recovering, but he still had an assignment to complete, and it, it tells us in the text that you know God was hearing the moaning and, and groaning of His people, but He had to go and, and get the deliverer, you know, out of the wilderness. And while He was off tending to the flock of His father, the flock that He needed to lead out of bondage, was, was, was still in bondage. So, you know, God was showing me that, you know, at, at times we can be in a place that we are supposed to be, but sometimes we can overstay our, our welcome in those places or overstay our welcome in those moments because, yes, God may have told us to be there or he may have placed us there, but when he tells us to come out, it's it's for us to come out. And, and in this moment, it seems as if Moses is busy, you know, he's he. he, he He's at work, but he's about his father-in-law's business, but not about God the Father. You know, God was showing me, like, you know, at some times, yes, we may be mighty and powerful people, and we are called to do great things in Him, but sometimes we are that one that He has to leave the 99 for to come and get us so He can send us forth to go and do what it is that um, He has asked us to do. So um as I as I was I was going over it I was like, you know, I can I can resonate with with that and, and what God was saying because, you know, just like Moses was called and Moses was raised in a family that wasn't technically his own and, and taught a different lifestyle, that that was the same way for me. That I was not raised in a family that was that was my own, but I was always told that you know I was called, and i was I was charged from the womb that I had you know great think great and mighty things to do, you know before God, but I never felt like I was worthy worthy enough you know for to do it. I never thought I was worthy enough to to preach the Word of God to go out and prophesy to. Be able to set people free. You know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, who who am I? You know, I'm broken. I'm I'm messed up. You know, like I I look like the world. You know, at times I like doing worldly things. So it's like, why why would God wanna wanna choose me? And then to hear people say, oh oh, you're the one. You're the one. You know, you're the one that God has chosen. And you know, when you get free, you, you know, your family will get free. And you know, hearing you hear this and for so many years, and you get these words all the time, but you know what I realized for me was that when when God had uh, given my husband the instructions that we needed to move um, from North Carolina, where we where we were born and, and raised, and God told us to move to Georgia, like that was that was a major step. But for us, like you know, that was us coming out of you know our Egypt, our our place of bondage, but we couldn't see that, you know, that we were bound or set apart while we were in there. You we weren't really able to see it until we came out of it. So, you know, God has been, you know, doing a lot of work in me and, and showing, showing me different things and and setting me free and, and delivering me from those generational curses in my family, those, those, those bonds and those, those bounds. In, in my family, in order for me to be able to go forth, so now I can understand, you know, Moses being in, in, in the in the wilderness, but being in a in a place of of comfortability because he he is somewhere where you know he's accepted, he's able to move freely and 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 do as he will in this place. But like I said, he you know he still had an assignment, and you know God was ministering to me because um, there was an incident that had happened within my family just recently. And, you know, I, I was I was upset, but I was more or less concerned because I was just like, you know, wow, I, I'm on this end, but I'm, I'm looking at my family still bound in the place that I came out of. And at one point, me being there, I couldn't see the dysfunction. I couldn't see the brokenness. I couldn't I couldn't see where, you know, that were, uh, where where my mom may have been, you know, this grown woman, but in reality, you know, still a little girl that needs to be set free or that it's the same way for my grandmother or for my aunts. You know, I I couldn't see this while I was in in Egypt, but once I came out of it, I, I was able to see it. But the one thing God was showing me was like, you know, I I can't get comfortable over here because I still have an assignment. Like I still have people who are in bondage. There are still people who are tied to me in my Egypt that I have to I have to go and, and get, and I can't I can't get so caught up in where I am and and in this place of comfortability because yes, I am doing what what God asked me to do, and I and I I, I know that I'm called. I, I I'm speaking the word I am I am ministering to to people but I'm not ministering to the flock that that's attached to me I'm not I'm I'm setting I'm setting people free and going through deliverance with people but I'm not setting my family free and, and going through the deliverance with them and God has chosen me to be the the one to go and, and get them out. So I'm sitting here and, and I'm and I'm coming to this recollection. Like I already knew this, but I'm coming to this recollection in my mind. And I'm just like, Dad, God, like who who am I saying the same thing? The Moses? like, who who am I to to go back and get these people out, not to stay. But, to get these people out, and you know when it came to um the um the prophetic flow, like God was just showing me like we we are the body of Christ, and you know we know the word the word tells us to to come as we are, but oftentimes we don't we don't allow people to come as they are, we don't allow them to come in in their their broken their broken state because most of the people that we come in contact with they're they're coming for help they're coming for comfort they're coming for understanding, but sometimes we forget that the people who are coming to us. For help are coming from the same places that we came from, but we can get so caught up in where we are now and the things that we have now, and forget that we were that we were bound to, that you know we were broken to, and that God is still working on us, and and God is still God is still healing us and doing a, a deeper work in us. So you know when um, God took the to Ephesians and and he and he was talking about you know how. Um, the whole body is from him. Like we we are the church and God calls us to the church, but we become the church when we allow um, our Lord and Savior to, to sit on the throne seat of our heart because then he can therefore, you know, fix those parts of us that are messed up and broken so that he can do the, the inner work in us so that the church that's on the inside can, you know, come on to the outside. So, you know, may not look like what the traditional church says that we need to, but when God begins to do the inner working, then what's doing, the work that's being done on the inside will, will come on the outside. But it's like as God is doing that work in us, you know that's how we we find our true identity in Him, and I know when we talk about identity, uh, most of the times, you know, we we tie it with a title or you know I'm a I'm a prophetess, I'm a teacher, I'm a evangelist, I'm a apostle. You know, we know that you know that's who God called us and charged us to be, but in reality, our, our first identity in God is that we are children of God and we have to come into the understanding first that we are a child of God so that he can teach us how to become that church that we need to be individually so when we come into the body we can find out our position and what part we play but we can't reject our parts just because they don't look like us, or they don't sound like us, or they don't talk like us, or or they don't they don't move like us. Because when when we do that, we 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 show that we have we have we have lack of maturity when it comes to the things of God. Because when when God said. Come at, come as you are. Yeah. He said come me meant to come come as you are. Come in, your broken state, come in your mess, because you couldn't clean it up, but I can clean it up. So come to me as you are so that I can do the work and I said when I when God gave me that prophetic folder I was definitely like in a place of trying to figure out how exactly am, am am I the church because I'm like, yeah, I had locks in my hair, I had Tattoos, you know the way the way I dress, I would dress down. You know I, I put some Jordans on, I put a you know a cap on, cause like you know I I just want to be free in me, but oftentimes I would not be accepted because of my outward appearance. But I could prophesy, I could intercede, I could speak the word of God, but. People were more focused on what I looked like than what God was doing in me and what God was doing through me. So when when God began to give me the flow and like I said in there like I was dressing up my mess, I was covering up my true self so I could be what somebody else wanted me to be. But I wasn't getting healed. I wasn't I wasn't getting fixed. I I wasn't getting the work that needed to be done. You know, in those places. So when God brought me over to this side, that's when the work started to get done. That's when I truly began to learn how to be the church and become who I needed to be. So like I said, when God was showing me, Moses, he was, he was showing me like, yeah, sometimes we be in wilderness moments, but what God is doing in those times is he's shaping us, he's reviving us, he's reforming us, he's remodeling us. But all that he is Doing is in preparation for where he is taking us to, not for us to get comfortable for for where we're at, but like it says, for us for the body to grow, these things when when everything is working properly, it, it causes the body to grow and to mature and to to build upon itself in, in unselfish love. But we we got to get to that place in ourselves and. And 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 in our hearts to know that we have to be more more accepting of what God is doing with His people because God can choose and use anybody. But if we don't receive people, you know, for how they are, then how can they know um, what 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 their part is? And it really and it really struck out because you know Moses Moses knew that the hebrew children you know needed help he he knew there was a connection he knew that they needed to come out of bondage but when he when he wanted to go help he he got rejected he got rejected by the very people that he he was sent to and and that and that that's how we can do as the body at times, we can reject the very people that are sent to us, and we can leave them in that state of broken, of wondering if they are really sent to us or really called to us, if they are really the ones that are sent to bring us out of those places uh, of bondage. So God was just showing me that we have to be more, more careful, more careful with the body of Christ and more careful with the people that he, he has chosen because they are still trying to learn how to become the church within themselves, learning how to um not just focus on the physical build, building but learning that themselves are the um church of God. So so in that I was just like, you know, while wow, God like I never I never was thinking like being me me being to declare that I am a child of God it, it, it's is so key to activating my identity because if I like I said if I don't if I don't know that I am a child of God then I don't know who my father is and my father is royalty so if my father is royalty that therefore means that I am royalty because what what is on him it falls on me so it is if if i am royalty and i am called in into the body it doesn't matter where i came from or or how i look but with whatever position that god puts me in it is a it is a great position it is a it is a position of great stature and of great honor because my father put me in that position not man but but god put me in that position, and he, he tailor-made that position for me, and I know that he made the position for me and for each of us because in, in Psalms he, he said it. He said, you know, that if you form my, my innermost parts, David, talking to God, you form my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb, and I'll give thanks and praise to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. That means that, that means that every part of me knows God. Every part of me knows the Father because he He touched every part of me. So wherever, I, wherever he places me, wherever he, he called me to, it is specifically designed for me because he touched every part of me to know exactly who I am, how I think, how I move, what I stand to offer, to the body what I can do for the body and it's because he wrote it out for me. He he, he planned he planned it he planned it out for me. So it's like so it's like even if if, if other others don't want to accept that, that that we are called into these positions, no matter what we look like, no matter what we have done in our past, no matter where we have come from, like people want to tell us where we can and cannot be within the body because they don't think that we should be there, but they, they fail to realize that, that God already knew us. He already charged and appointed us um, from the womb, that he had already called us out, that he had already positioned and postured us. So someone can come along and tell you, oh, no, you're not this, yet. you're not that, but who are they to tell you who you are when God has already told you who you are? You you are a child of God, and that is your first identity and you can stand on that authority and have authority in that to know that because i am a child of god wherever he calls me to is the greatest position that he can call me to because my father called me to it not man but my father so once i find my identity in him then i can therefore walk in the positions that he has placed me in but we gotta uh get out of each other's way of of thinking that. Things have to be a certain way and, and done a certain way because, yes, we are all children of God, but we are all different in our own right, and God uses us in, in different ways and flows through us in, in different ways. but we, we have to know that who we are, we were already who we were in the womb, just as Moses was already the, already the deliverer when he was in the womb. He just had to come into his identity of first, being a child of God, but also being the one sent to deliver uh, the people or his kinfolk out of Egypt, we have to also come to understand that we are children of God, and God has appointed us to many positions, but we also have people who are tied to us that are still in bondage, that we need to go and get out of Egypt. And, Lord, he doesn't want us to be comfortable anymore. We've been comfortable for too long doing the same things. And God says, I want you to do a new thing. I'm calling you out to do a new thing a new way. And before you can say, who am I to do it, God has already told you who you are. You are his child, so you be his child, therefore Qualifies you, so I would just like to encourage you all to know that your true identity in God is that you you are his child and that he 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 is your father, and as as the body of Christ God is going to. Teach us how to be the church the way he wants us to be be if we will allow him, but as I said before, we have to be accepting of the people that God is sending. To set us free, sending to pray with us, sending to sending to minister to us, minister to us because God has chosen them because we want the same thing when we go out we want to be able to walk in the authority that God gave us but we want people to also receive us but we have to have that full authority in our identity of being children of God so I hope that this is where it was. Encouraging to you all, and that you were able to get something out of it. Amen. Amen.